When you are a believer, God is the one who directs our movies. And that is why the Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. When you are an unbeliever, the devil writes the scripts for you and you act the scripts of the devil. The step of a witch is ordered by the witchcraft power. So when we want to stop a witch from moving, we stop the one who orders his steps. So if the enemy blinds your eyes and make you not to fight principalities and powers and make you start to fight the flesh and blood, then you are of all men most blind. Verse 10 Finally my brethren Be strong in the Lord And in the power of his might That is the power of God's might Put on the whole armor That is all of the armor of God That ye may be able to stand against the wiles Of the devil For we wrestle not against flesh and blood against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Alright, let's read this in together. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. Tell your neighbor, evil days are coming. Evil days are coming. You need to stand. You need to stand. Alright, and having done all, to stand. That is, having worn the whole armor. Stand. Alright, stand therefore, having your loins guarded with the truth, having the breastplate of righteousness, your feet should, with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayers, and supplications in the spirit and withstanding thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Alright? I'll be on I'm a fighter part two. Tell your neighbor I'm a fighter. I fight the devil. Alright, I'm a fighter. I fight the devil. Finally, my brethren be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. When the Bible is talking to us about fighting against flesh and blood and against principalities and powers, it puts us straight. There are things that divide our attention when we pray. Things that divide our attention when we pray is how the devil operates. And how the devil operates is in such a way that if you are not careful, you can shoot the wrong person. Please, can I have just one person from theater unit? A male. 
one of the strategies of the devil or a thief is that when a thief arrests somebody or when the police face a thief face to face yes when the police wants to rescue somebody and they meet the arm robbers one of the strategies of the arm robbers is to do like this when they do like this they now point the gun and when they are doing like this a trained arm robber will be shifting this person so that you don't aim at the arm robber and shoot the arm robber the arm robber wants you to shoot at the innocent person for him to escape so we don't even understand that whenever you are praying this is what the devil is doing he wants you to shoot the wrong person for the devil to escape and so when you are standing like this and you want to shoot all you see is this person but your real enemy is behind the person so i was talking to soul winners i said you must be able to differentiate between flesh and blood and principalities and powers because principalities and powers operate and they work together with flesh and blood when witchcraft powers wants to operate they don't operate in vacuums vacuum is that they don't just operate space they operate using human beings am i saying the truth yeah so they uses human beings if they use a man the man is called wizard if they use a woman the woman is called witch and the bible is teaching us we do not so when god is using the word we he is including himself in the fight so he said we do not wrestle against flesh and blood so this is it if i want to win somebody to christ and i don't like what the person is doing maybe the person is a murderer now mother is the demon murderer is who the devil is using to do the evil if i meet a fornicator fornication is the demon fornicator is who the devil is using to cause the problem rape is a demon a rapist is who the demon is using and the bible told us we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but principalities and powers so what is he saying we don't wrestle against mothers we wrestle against mother So when you want to attack mother mother will pick a murderer like I was doing and hold the murderer and make you not to even see mother but see the murderer Let me tell you something if everybody in this world is killed and they only pick pregnant women alone and keep them somewhere and when you give birth to a child they kill you when you give birth to a child they kill you and they take care of the children and the children don't get in contact with anything in this world they don't watch any of our movies they don't watch any of our things they don't go to our schools they form a new wall with new people now the people that were born don't see the people that have gone i want to ask a question will they still be stealing hello will they still be stealing why Now the demons uses human beings 
And let me also shock you. There was a time that youths of some villages got so angry that they are killing young people and went extra mile, went to sorcery. Did it happen in your village? Went to sorcery and they got people. And they came out with names of people that are witches in their village. And they removed every one of them. Killed one after another. I remember there were some villages that they finished killing all the witch. They killed one after another. One after another. Today, those villages, they have been replaced. All the people they killed have been double. They've been replaced. The reason because they killed witches. They didn't kill witchcrafts. Witches are just people who practice witchcrafts. Witchcraft is the demon that is being practiced. Hmm. So it's like killing all the children of God. If you kill all the children of God and leave God, and there are still people in the world, <laughs> God knows how to create children for himself. The same thing is with demons and oppressions. So now the Bible came and told us something. God, this is how the enemy operates. He tells us, when you are fighting, make sure you are not fighting against flesh and blood. So you must be able to try as much as you can, not to fight flesh and blood, but to fight principalities and powers. So you must be able to separate the two. You must be able to separate the two. If you don't separate the two, you will kill people you were asked to come and save. You will kill haters and not hatred. You will kill Mothers and not mother. You will kill witches and not witchcrafts. So the Bible told us you need to do what? You need to fight against principality and powers. Now, let me go in a little bit on principalities and powers. When the Bible calls them powers, they are the real thing that make things happen. Now, the people who kill have no power to kill. Except they are influenced by powers. Now, powers is the real worker of the iniquity. You understand? They are the real worker of iniquity. They are the ones who walk through people. So, this is it. If, if, uh, if the church was praying that Saul should be killed by fire. God should kill Saul by fire. Would we have had somebody who came and wrote Philippians... First and second Timothy, Colossians, first and second Corinthians. Before the devil picked the person to use the person, the person must have been a very good worker in the hands of God. Or is a prospect worker in the hand of God. He's a very good person. So the devil picks the person and uses the person. Whenever you see somebody who is dealing with sin, who is heavily initiated in sin, you have to understand that this is somebody that if you win, you will win somebody that will win so many people. So, if the enemy blinds your eyes and make you not to fight principalities and powers and make you start to fight the people, that is the flesh and blood, then you are of all men most blind. You are more blind than every other person. Yeah. So, I was preaching and I told the people that I don't care about somebody who pours libation in my village for people to die. I'm not interested with the person. That person is not my problem. The person who pours libation for people to die. And my basic problem, my real problem, the problem I have is with that demon that wakes up when they pour libation. 
to go and kill somebody. That's my main problem. Because the one who pours libation is a worker of iniquity. I want the real iniquity by myself. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay, it's like termites. Is it termites? This thing that builds a very big house and their mother is somewhere down, down, somewhere. Uh-huh. If you keep demolishing, oh God, God, thank you for giving me blessed examples. If you keep demolishing the house of a termite, if you like demolish it hundred times, the termite will still build up his house and the gates of hell shall not prevail. But if you want to prevail against the termites, go down to where the termite is. Remove the termites. When you remove the termites, let the house be there. The house will not grow. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, there are homes and there are families that there are demons that are causing a lot of things to happen in those families. And people are not bothered about these things. They are fighting each other. Fighting the brother. Fighting the sister. The wife of my brother. They have not even allowed my brother to remember his people again. And you don't know that there's a demon in the family that makes people not to remember people in the family. Instead of you to deal with that this thing. You are dealing with the wife of your brother. And by the time you now maybe find a way and they send out the wife of your brother and marry another one, you start seeing them leave the same habit as if they entered into a meeting before they come into the family. Or maybe your firstborn, the first brother is living like that. The wife, ever since he got married, he doesn't remember you again. And you are now complaining and you talk and talk and talk, waiting for the second brother. And the second brother got married too. It looks like they had a meeting. They don't remember the house again. Third brother, the same thing. Fourth brother, the same thing. You have to understand that it's beyond the people who are acting. There are people who are directing the scripts for them. When you are an unbeliever, the devil writes the scripts for you. And you act the scripts of the devil. Just like the way you are a believer. When you are a believer, God is the one who directs our movies. And that is why the Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So God orders your steps. So you don't even understand that as a believer, the steps you take, you can feel that you are the one who takes the step. You don't even understand that your step was ordered. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your steps are ordered. So the step of a witch is ordered by the witchcraft power. So when we want to stop a witch from moving, we stop the one who orders his steps. Because if you deal and kill this one, the source still works. So when you are praying in your family, when you pray, say, Lord, I take authority over every demon in operation in this family. Leave human beings alone. (laughs) Say, Lord, I take authority over every demon. Whoever the demon used to use becomes empty. Because he cannot be used by the power. The power that used to push the person into action is now taken. So there are places that people go pour libation and say the demon killed somebody. And the demon does not kill anybody. The reason is because the demon has been destroyed. So when the demon is destroyed, whether you like carry 50 liters of pami, keep like this, and put your leg on top and the thing is gum, 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 and you are doing libation, it doesn't work when the demon has been killed. Do you understand what I'm saying? But if you don't like, let the devil be alive and you pour mineral. How many of you know that demons don't like sugary things? <laughs> and you pour mineral, just soft drink, pour cook, and talk. Or if, when the demons are alive, go to even where they buried somebody and go and sleep there and cry. The demon works. You don't even need to pour anything, just pour uh, tears. 
the demon stands and starts walking. But my concern is not with who cries. Because I can't stop people from living the way they want to live. If somebody wants to be going to the graveside to cry, that's his business. I can't tell everybody, don't be going to gravesides and put chain in gravesides. People sometimes, when they finish burying somebody, they put chain inside. When they now put chain inside. They don't know that the person can still carry the drink like this and throw and put. And now speak. It's not in putting chain. Some people say, floor the whole place, floor the whole place. They do not know where they do the burial. What if the person poured this thing everywhere? And said, well, I don't know they buried you, but I poured this thing everywhere. So the truth is that, destroy the power that operates. That's why when pastors preach and lay people to rest, maybe on burial days, one of the things they pray is, Lord, no demon will manipulate on these faces and use them to cause trouble. And they're disconnected. We have to understand the real thing to focus. And when I read about all these things and God was talking to me about all these things, I now ask myself, how do I live above these things? Because you will become a very fearful human being if somebody libation and wants you to die. And he poured by January. And later on by March, he didn't hear anything. And later on, he said, don't worry, that guy has died. They are hiding it. They are hiding it. And by December, he now see you in the village. And you greet everybody. You become very fearful. That's how they call people witch. They say you are a witch. You have entered one secret society. If there was that secret society like that, once they have entered it. The thing is that you have become a wonder to many. So I now ask God, how do we children of God become wonders to the enemy? That is to say, what can we do to become wonders to the enemy? Because you can't stop people from doing wickedness. But how can we live in such a way that when they do their wickedness, their wickedness don't touch us? And God gave me the few things I want to give you right now. Because I can't write on Facebook or go to the village and say, Please, so now that I want to make money, nobody should call me on the mirror or announce that now that I want to share money to people in the village, please, nobody should carry my money and go to a bad place. So please, I'm pleading with you. Please, I'm begging you. I'll not be able to do that. I'll not be able to tell all the neighbors in my environment, please, anybody who's a witch, don't carry myself past. So it is only me that my mother has. So you'll not be able to do that. You'll not be able to count all your clothes and know the one that is missing and the one that is not missing. When I don't want to wear clothes again and the clothes is still nice, I will not be able to have the hat as a believer and pour kerosene on the nice clothes and put fire on it and burn. Instead of that, I will give to somebody. And I will not be able to monitor everybody that I give and check their CV, whether they are witchcraft or the stress is too much. So I am looking for the one that is stressless, the one that has no too much stress. You understand? And the one that I have discovered that has no too much stress is that if you have the anointing, of the Holy Spirit. The anointing you have rubs on everything that you have. So if you start using this thing right now. The sciences told us that if you start using this thing. Your thumbprints can be fetched through this eyeglass. If I've been holding this eyeglass. Then my thumbprints can be seen there. If I've touched this speaker before. Then my thumbprints can be gotten from the speaker. And when I was reading about that. God told me are you surprised. That that is what science have discovered. Don't you know that if you are a child of God. And you carry the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And you touch this glass. That this glass becomes an anointing. This glass now carries the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
and no one can carry the glass and do you evil. Kai, Bashataka. Do you understand what I'm saying? People can take your properties to witchcraft covens and manipulate and call the person who has the property and torture the person in witchcraft covens because they can connect to you through the things you have. But if you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, hmm, you when people take the things that you have and they try to connect to you the honor, they will not be able to connect and reach you because you are not the right owners of the things you have. They will try. While they are trying to connect, they will face infinity. Infinity is that they keep looking and where they look, there is no end because they are looking to where God is. What I mean is that if you put two mirrors here and you look into one mirror and the mirror is looking into the other one, you will keep finding too many mirrors that you can't reach the end. When somebody is trying to trace God, he traces like that on, and his brain gets locked up and he can't reach God. Remember, when I am anointed of God, the anointing I have is the property of God. So when I hold these glasses for some time and you pick the glasses that I have been holding and somebody wants to trace the honor, to do wickedness to the honor, when he traces the honor, he can't find me. Because the anointing is the identity. And when he's trying to find me that owns it, he will find the anointing and will try to identify where the anointing is from. And he keeps finding into God and cannot see the person who owns it. That is what it means to be anointed. If you are not anointed, just very simple. They just put it in their, this thing and they scan. Bang, 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 bang. The person now show up. They say, ah. This guy. Sometimes some wicked people just see people's handkerchief. Or maybe slippers or something. And they say, who has this slipper? They say, nobody. They say, don't worry. Or maybe a thief came into a juju man's house. And when they pursued the thief, the thief left his slippers. All they do is just, they just carry the slippers. Put in demonic scan. And the thing just scan. Bang, bang, bang. And the face of the person shows. Simple. But if you are a child of God. And somebody wants to pick the thing that belongs to you. And do evil to you. What he does is that when he picks the thing. Now, everything you own. I'm going over that again because I want you to understand. Everything you own, the identity has changed. Because your property now becomes the property of Jesus. That's why when God asks you for your money, give it to him. Because he's now the owner of everything you have. Why God will protect you carefully is because you don't even own yourself anymore. He's the one who owns you. So now, when somebody tries to scan who owns these glasses... Anointing of the Lord will now make the person to miss the identity of the honor. Instead of him to look for the honor, the earthly honor, the anointing will misdirect the be looking for God who owns the anointing that is on the glasses of the honor. That's why the Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. So I tell people, instead of me to lay hands on kerchief and anoint the kerchief for you to use the kerchief as a mantle upon yourself in case you're sick. I feel when kerchiefs get lost, you also lost your mantle. Why not make yourself visible for the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that even if the enemy comes in the middle of the night, when there is no light for you to check where your mantle is, the enemy cannot touch you because you are carrying the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I'm sick and tired of people who are 
secret to the God you claim you serve. So when I was reading, sit down. Now, when I was reading through the scripture, I now asked God, how can I be strong? Because people feel that this place of the scripture, verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. They feel that statement is for people that are going through something. They don't know that the statement is so that you won't go through something. When we read, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. People keep using it when people have gone through something, maybe lost their brethren or lost everything in their life, and they say, I know the Bible says be strong in the Lord. Don't worry, don't cry. Don't cry. God is there. Be strong in the Lord. No, it was not really for people that have gone through something. The Bible is here, be strong in the Lord so you won't go through something. And be strong in the power of his might. So how can I be strong in the Lord? That was the basic question that came behind us. How can I be strong in the Lord? How can I be strong in the Lord? That is, how can I use God to make him my strength? And the Bible went down in the next verse, verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 6. And it now said, put on the whole armor of God. That's how to be strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor. When I was explaining about the armor of God, I explained that the armor is God's uniform. And this God's uniform makes God invisible. It makes God to be invisible to dangers, to problems, to earthly happenings. And I explained to us that Psalm 91 is explaining about this armor of God. Where he says that we should enter into the secret place of the Most High. Now, when we are entering into the secret place of the Most High, God is telling us, enter into my armor. That is my uniform. And while I was talking and was explaining, the Holy Spirit started explaining to me about armor. And he was saying that this uniform is not just like a uniform, but the uniforms are weapons of war also. Because I was now thinking, I said, God, if you are telling me about the uniforms of this thing, then it is only for defensive. Then what about what we use in fighting? And God says, I am calling them armor because they are also used to fight the enemy. And when we were listening at the armors of God, God explained something about the belts. It explained something about the things he wanted us to wear. Number one was the belt. He said, I want you to guard yourself. Guard your lungs with the belts. And which he talks to us about the truth. The next thing that the Bible showed us that we have to use in guiding ourselves also is the breastplate of righteousness. Somebody say breastplate of righteousness. Now, all these things are symbols to what righteousness is. He's a symbol to what righteousness is. Now, he's saying that just like an army man. How many of you have seen an ancient Greek army man before? You've seen an ancient Greek army man on television or on papers or on pictures. You've seen an ancient Greek army man before. Have you seen it? Ancient armies. Uh-huh. When you see, there's something they use in covering their chest. Because here is in the chest is where a lot of organs are. The heart is here. The kidney, everything, the intestines. There are many, many organs are over here. That when gone enter, you can easily go. Your liver, your kidney, and so on. So the Bible tells us that there is something you can use to protect this great part of you. And it calls it righteousness. Righteousness. God had to liken all these things to physical things that people could see. So because there's a way you see a soldier 
And those soldiers used to wear those things like iron. And when you want to even shoot the soldier, you know that you cannot do anything with the soldier because he has covered the most essential part of his body. So this place has been covered. You know, there are places you shoot person and the person cannot survive. This place. So God told us that our righteousness, that is having righteousness from Christ. I think I taught you about righteousness. That righteousness is like a breastplate. Covers every essential part of your body. That is why Satan could not deal with Job. Satan could not kill Job. The reason why Satan could not kill Job was because every vital part of his body has been covered by righteousness. Every aspect and delicate part of Job's body was heavily covered by righteousness. So even when Job was crying and saying that God should kill him and take his life, Job didn't know that the devil could not kill him. The reason why the devil couldn't kill him was because he was wearing a breastplate of what? Righteousness. And the wife, may God give you a good wife. The wife of Job told Job, curse God and die. What did he mean by curse God and die? The moment you curse God, you have lived an unrighteous life instantly. And the moment you live an unrighteous life, your breastplate falls down. And the devil that has been shooting the iron will now shoot the hearts. And you'll die. See, if you don't pray well when you want to find a wife, the enemy can position a wife for you. Who will make you to make some mistakes in life and die young? The woman knew everything. So you know if I curse God, I will die. And if I don't curse God, I will survive. And you said I should curse God. He didn't even say curse God and didn't tell him what will befall him. He said curse God and die. That is curse God. When the moment you curse God, you are going to die. I want you to understand how effective righteousness is and how powerful righteousness is. Because somebody will tell you, after all, it's just a committing sin. And when you commit sin and after you commit sin, is it not just to tell God to forgive you? God is a merciful God. After all, he was the one that always forgives sins and is full of mercy and so on. It is your breastplate that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about God forgiving sin. If it is God forgiving sin, he can do that very many times. But how are you sure that the enemy is not targeting a bullet at you that very time? You want to become unrighteous. Because anytime you become unrighteous, breastplate is lost. Anytime you become unrighteous, breastplate is lost. I think I explained this. I said when you are fighting with somebody who is a witch and the person tries to kill you and cannot kill you, it will come physically and maybe engage in quarrel and all of that. By the time you now get into the quarreling and get angry and offend God, <laughs> her assignment from the pit of hell is in him or engage her in something that will make him lose his breastplate because we have been trying to shoot him for years. We can't kill him. The reason is because he has a breastplate. There is something that protects his vital parts. That's why sometimes don't be depressed when the devil can take your money and can take your job and take your shoes and take your clothing. As far as the enemy cannot kill you, you can get those things back. That's why righteousness is not for things that you get in the world. It's not to have a house in Dubai. We don't give our life to Christ so that we can build and use one of the most expensive cars. It is a breastplate for us. It protects the most vital part of our life. Do you know one of the most vital part of our life? One of the most vital part of our life is not even our hearts. It's not our lungs. It's not our kidneys. It is our life. 
what the Bible calls eternal life. I mean a small life that lives inside your life that makes you to live the life here. And after the life here is over, you can live in another world to come. That is one of the things that the righteousness protects. When the devil makes you to fall off from your righteousness, you are open to the attack of the enemy. So God says, we are the breastplates of righteousness. After the breastplates of righteousness, look at what the Bible is saying. I'm going to stop here. And your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. When I read this one, I asked God, what kind of weapon is this? What kind of weapon is this one? That my feet has to be shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What kind of weapon is this? And God said, what I want you to do in this weapon is that you will always prepare to preach the gospel. (laughs) I didn't know that preaching the gospel and going out to preach the gospel is a weapon. Is it sometimes when you are angry and you are depressed that the enemy is fighting you too much? It's you from going out to preach the gospel. But you don't even understand that one of the weapons you have is when you get out to preach the gospel. So the Bible said that one of the greatest armor we have, because you can cover all your body, the devil knows that he shoots your heart and it enter and lies down to finish your foot. And by the time he finishes your foot, you lie on the floor. And God said, one of the things I use to protect your feet is just be prepared to preach the gospel. If I wake you up in the morning, and tell you to preach the gospel go out and preach the gospel and most times while we are preaching the gospel God handles our businesses and so I didn't know that moving out he said preparation he said shut yourself with the preparation that is engage yourself with preparation to preach the gospel of peace this is an instrument of war I mean just preaching the gospel now this is how the magic works this is how it works when I the gospel there are basic things that follow somebody that preaches the gospel one of the things that follows somebody that preaches the gospel is called signs and wonders the bible said this sign shall follow them that believe so these signs and wonders follow people that preaches the gospel and now if i am a carrier of signs and wonders because signs and wonders is not given to people based on how long fasting they do but on how much they believe in the gospel that they are going to preach and these things follow the people so when i go out to preach the gospel there are some things that god gives to me not just for me but for the people that i'm going to preach to but there's no way he gives me something it's just like feeding a baby there's no way i'm feeding a baby that i will not put small in my mouth and every of god's power with this small is capable to protect us so when you are preaching the gospel he give you the anointing to heal the sick and that sickness is not just to heal people that you're preaching to but sometimes you lay hands on yourself and also heal yourself too sometimes he gives you the anointing to match deadly things and they don't hurt you not for people also but for you too so God says one of the things and the weapons I'm going to give to you is that I just want you to be prepared to preach the gospel and that will cover your legs it's like a long boot that's the preparation alone and the making up of your mind alone forms the boots that is to say God wherever you send me I'm going to go I don't care what I'm going to eat I don't care what my life is going to look like but I'm prepared to preach the gospel I have a son in our church 
who was almost dead. He was always vomiting blood, stooling blood, and he was almost dying. And he said that he told himself, God, why should I die? And he has prayed all manner of prayers. And one day God spoke to him. God said, choose to be a pastor. When you choose to be a pastor, God will now preserve you like he's preserving you for himself. And there is no way God preserve you for himself that you will not be preserved for yourself too. And so that is the preparation. That is the boots we wear. So sometimes we have people who wear the breastplates but have failed to wear the boots. They failed to wear the boots. Preparation to preach the gospel of peace. Preparation. That is making up your mind to say, Lord, where you lead me, I'll go. A lady came to me last Sunday and told me, Daddy, I'm always sick. From this sickness to another one, from this sickness to another one, from this sickness to another one. I asked her, how many times have you stayed back from church because of sickness? She mentioned. I said, how many times have you come to church before? And they said, I'm not around because I'm sick. They said, there is no Sunday. I told them, do you know why I get healed every day? Do you know why I get strong every day? She said, no. I said, because God knows if I'm sick, Sunday service is going to be brutal. So he has to heal me every Saturday because of what I have to do. <laughs> so now, this is how the way the boots preparation to do the things of God keeps you alive for the walk. If you have a family and people are dying all the time, just decide to belong to God. By the time you decide to belong to God, you will now be exonerated not just for the family but for what God wants you to do for him. So when death would have had a nice right to kill you, God will preserve you for what he's preparing you for. So these are our weapons. These are our weapons. That is why it looks like a pastor is more anointed than every other member. That's why it looks like a pastor is more anointed. Because there's a weapon he wears that members who are believers don't wear. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm writing a book called Pastor's Routine. That is little things that pastors do that get them anointed. Little things, just their routine, normal day routine. The anointing of pastor is not on the ordination day. That is anointing for assignments. But the anointing is on the preparation. That is making up their mind to save God. There is how did wanted to kill you and you make up your mind and say, Lord, I want to save you. And dead runs away. Now, the moment you say, God, I want to save you. God at you instantly among people he's protecting for his service. So when you want to be wise and run away from God's responsibility, there are weapons and there are armors that you have to wear. One of it is something that should protect your leg. Because there is how you are so anointed and you are not going to anywhere in life. The reason is because the enemy keeps shooting your legs. Preparation for the gospel. Bow your heads, everybody. Hannah. God shot her womb. That's to say, God made up her mind not to give her any child. I don't know what she did, but there are people like that that God shot their wombs. There is uh, this daughter of Saul. God shot her womb too. I don't know whether it was her sin. I don't know what everything she did. That God shot her womb. That is, her womb was locked with a key. That's to say, it doesn't matter the husband she marries. She will not have child, a child. Her womb was locked. But she now told God, God, you feel I want to have a child for myself? I don't need the child. 
I want you to prepare my womb to carry the next prophets of Israel. Not for me, but for you. Not for my service, but for your service. Why can't you see there's somebody you need that is not on earth that my womb can produce? I believe she must have started talking to God. God, all these people that you are giving seven children, Penina and others, how many of them are willing to give out their child for you? I said, try me, Lord Jesus. Give me if I will not give my child for the preparation of the gospel. Instantly, God sent for the keys. Who's with the key? Angels brought key. They said, lose it immediately. If you don't find the key, just break the padlock. She got a child. The Bible said when he was praying and the pastor prayed for him, he said, by next year this time, you're going to come. Let's calculate. A woman conceives for how many days? Nine months. Three months after nine months. That is the time before dedication. Eleven months. Brought the child on the twelve months. That is the same time next year. That's to say, the moment she finished praying, God opened her womb. She conceived that same night. One year after the child finished breastfeeding the child, ready for the gospel. <laughs> Most times why God is so scared of blessing you is because all the intakes and the details of your blessings is about yourself and your family. If he blesses you, it's you, your family and so on. When you tell God, God, when you bless me, I'll give to you. You start seeing that the response of God becomes different from how it used to be. And so my other question is, what if the woman had, if you just give me the child and I give birth to the child, I'm going to give the child to you. And God gave her the child and she did not give it back to God. What do you think would have happened to Samuel? If after the whole vow <laughs> and God was watching three months, four months, two years, three years, four years, five years, what do you think would have happened to Samuel? Let's bow our heads. There have been people that have been struggling with God and struggling with the call of God. I hope you're listening to the lyrics of the song because it says, When you lead me, I will follow. When you call me, I will answer. Oh my God, take this alone to do your will. I want to pray for the people that are lifting up their hands who want to give their life to Christ. I want to pray for you right now. Just lift your hands up to heavens. Lift your hands to heaven. I'm praying for you right now. The decision must start from your heart. I want you to make the song your prayer. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. When you lead me now, I'm going to follow. Now that you've called, I've decided to answer. Oh, Lord, teach me how to do your will. Teach me how to live for you. Teach me how to love you. Teach me how to obey you. Teach me how to become your child. Teach me how to live above my fears and my stumble blocks and my troubles and the things that the enemy is planning against me. I'm praying for you right now. And your hands lifted up. Father, thank you. Thank you for the hands lifted up. For people listening to us in their homes, listening to us through the podcast, listening to us, oh God, from their homes and everywhere, and even those that are in this auditorium that their hands are lifted up. Lord, I pray right now for rededication. I pray for rededication. I pray for rededication. 
I'm seeing the breastplate come back. I'm seeing the helmets of salvation come back. I'm seeing everything that God had used to clothe you in the past come back to you. As your hands are lifted up, say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord, be my Savior, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you, Lord, for rescuing me. Thank you for having a great place for me. Thank you, Lord, for rescuing me from darkness. Thank you for helping me out of my destruction. And Lord Jesus, as my hands are lifted up, my heart is open. Come into my heart and make my heart your home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody lift up your hands wherever you are. I'm praying right now for you that God is equipping you this month of May with his armor. If you shout a better amen, the prophecy is for you. This month of May, God is equipping you with his armor. I didn't hear a powerful amen. May God equip you with his armor this month of May. I bind the forces of darkness that fights and threatens your life. Everybody under the attack of the enemy, put your hands on your head. Father, I disconnect them from the attack of the enemy. Are your hands on your head. Father, I disconnect them from the attack of their enemy. I disconnect you from the attack of the devil. I pray right now against every forces of the enemy. I pray against devil and their witchcraft manipulations. I pray right now that you are secured with the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray right now that the Holy Spirit is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. 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 Lift your hands above your head. I'm praying for you right now. Just lift your hands above your head. Father, the Spirit of the Lord is upon them. Just lift your hands above your head. I feel the presence of the Lord coming around you right now. I feel the presence of the Lord coming around you right now. I'm seeing a great security of the Holy Spirit around you right now. I feel something like wind around you right now. And God is telling me, I'm separating somebody for myself. I'm separating somebody for myself. I feel the glory of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. A thick cloud separating you right now from every darkness. I don't care how many people the enemy has destroyed. Lord, evil shall not come near their dwelling place. In the name of Jesus, I bind voices of the enemy. Every one of you that has been hearing voices of dark darkness, whispering to you that you're going to die, whispering to you fear, whispering to you things that put fear into you. Every voices of the devil right now, I shut the doors. I shut your ears against every words of the enemy. I open your spirit right now to hear from God. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the anointing of heavens right now. I decree in the name of Jesus that chains are off from your feet. Chains are, chains are off from your feet. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and start worshiping God.